0: can't stick around right now because if i don't get to the sex party the vampire orgy immediately like the doors are gonna close and i'm like
1: yeah, oh. the coffin exactly. will
0: be closed like, <laughs> exactly yeah I, I i got a i got a blowjob in a coffin actually that day uh, <laughs> yes. a, a coffin that had a hole in it uh so that was one of the memories from that night but like it, it's like I couldn't have, I couldn't even get 5 more extra minutes of hip hop in my day because I had porn time allotted and like I couldn't take away from my porn time. So hell yeah, some that's days the it's best the, it's the problem started. to have
1: where you're just double booked like that. Today on the show we are joined with my friend and yours, rapper, porn star, Toronto legend The man, Mindbender Supreme. Not only was Mindbender the very first episode of the Creative Imbalance podcast, he recently released a brand new album called The King of Queen Street. If you live in Toronto, are in tune with hip hop, you'll know why, but we explain it. And also in this interview, he talks about his relationships with the legends such as Chuck D, Drake, the unrecognized talent in the local scene, and we go deep, pun intended, on his life in the porn industry and even go as far as compare the two industries between music and adult entertainment on the business side how things are conducted there's a lot of similarities and there's some crazy differences it was so interesting to pick his brain and also we take a second to remember our good friend pat stay who we lost in the past year and also spend a bit of time to show some love and respect to mindbenders twin brother conspiracy who also passed away this year. This is one of my favorite talks ever in the series. And Pat and Conspiracy, this one's dedicated to you. So let's get into it.
0: So I've just been recovering from surgery for the past couple of weeks, and uh while I was in recovery, a bunch of really shitty things happened. So um it's been a great wake-up call. Um, I don't want to make this whole thing really depressive, but um I, I like I I love i never say fine when people are like how how are you doing i'm like yeah yeah i'm wonderful or i'm horrible like i I always bring them right into my life and i'm like you don't want to hear that shit don't ask me how i'm doing (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's
1: something um yeah i always admire about your personality is uh just how authentic you are i feel like that's something that um that's always like from the first day I met you made me gravitate towards your personality and just be like, yo, I want to be fucking friends with this guy. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it's, it's, uh, refreshing, refreshing thing, like good days or bad days, though. Like, I hope you're having everything uh, you go through with everything and like uh, you have a good recovery on all that. But um, even um, just kind of going back to when I started doing these interviews to uh, you were the first guy to agree to do one of these and you met me in a park that's
0: that's right yeah
1: and who would have thought like years later i'm talking to david suzuki i'm getting tapped in uh with the leader of anonymous and uh this is it's all under the same name of that same show we did in a fucking park while like sirens are in the background but um I just got to say, the spirit of Mindbender always inspired me, and there's a there was a reason why you were the first one, and I feel like you kind of uh, strapped the rockets on this thing, even though it's been a slow burn for me, man. And uh, just it's uh you're you're a beautiful human and everything.
0: Oh, brother, man, it's just real, recognized, real, man. We feel the same energy in each other. I always thought the same about you. You're just you're in you you care about art and politics and culture and life but you're also got you've also got good human energy in you and I've always appreciated that about you Sean and like no matter what you're like working in the trenches trying to capture history and and doing your video stuff and whatever and you never let any of the negativity like just bog you down man you always kept your good smile and your good energy and like I don't care what uh, I like That's what matters the most to me, man. The humanity, man. I don't care how famous or rich or powerful anybody is. Like I've met a couple pretty big celebrities. I I've had conversations with Drake and Kanye and I've been in the same room as Jay-Z and Nas and whatever. And it's like, if you're not a good person, I don't care about none of that. So like, so Mm -hmm. like you, thanks for just always being a good person, like for over the years. Yeah. And that's
1: facts. And especially like you, you mentioned like all those names and it's uh it's so cool like uh how many legends just know you and rightfully so because again you're (laughs) you're also in the trenches and beyond the trenches you are the embodiment of hip-hop like in a purest way um you're going to shows you make music and beyond that you just you just live it it's like some people could like see that genre and be like this is cool and like try to wear a mask as their identity but you are actually like a core hip-hop soul like like again like i said in the purest way and it's like almost like hard to describe with you uh how authentic you are because there is so many unauthentic people um not just in hip-hop in like life you know where you just live yep. it, and it's 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 fucking incredible, and um, it's like rightfully so. Like all these legends uh, know your name, or like if Wu Tang's in town, they pull you up on fucking stage, and there's just you. Yeah. I know you have a million <laughs> stories of this, and I kind of want to yeah. segue also to the album you dropped, uh, King of Queen Street, the the double album, and also you got like little sprinkles of uh, like whether it's an intro. Or, like an interlude of all these le- different legends kind of uh, saying something. And I love how it like kicks off with like even Chuck D on on one of the one of the the albums and everything. So you want to kind of tell me about like this project because uh, even though I've listened to it, I never kind of picked your brain on uh, the King of King-
0: Queen Street. Well, well, I really am thankful for you because this is, to be honest, like the second interview that I'm talking about it. Um, I've only had one other interview really talking because um, the album dropped on Canada Day, um, July 1st, which was shout out to Rickshaw and, and Type A Records. We really worked up. We busted our ass for nine months to get it out on Canada Day for the 50th anniversary of hip hop because it was our dedication to toronto it was it's called the king of queen street it's queen street east queen street west maestro socrates cardinal tone mason a rich kid like it's attorney uh mel boogie like so many canadian legends around and i'm so thankful for the family for being there but um my brother passed away on on uh, july 7th so um so i haven't really been doing doing anything since then. And I've really just been meditating and just kind of like shout out to Supreme Being Unit and just like kind of getting my head together about reemerging. And like I I took in a lot of like my like a lot of hip hop groups like Wu Tang, a tribe called Quest, and even De La Soul this year. Like, you know, when 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 those groups when they lose a member, it's just like damn what's gonna happen you gotta kind of reflect and mourn and cry and laugh and reminisce for a while and then you brush off the dust and then you kind of get back out there on the road and and kind of do the music for them and carry carry on their names so like i'm saying all that to say um making the album was really awesome and like getting chuck d it's like some of the legends that were on it were way easier to get than others like chuck d was almost the easiest person to get on the album it was really wild like you know
1: what's crazy I I, um, with doing that's the way it's been like some of the bigger names because they're like i don't know they're in that those spots for a reason like they're professional they're ready to go where, like, I can ask my buddy to do something and they just keep putting it off or whatever. But sorry to cut you off. I just kind of got got it. that Bellman's tidbit was so, like, interesting that, like, a Chuck D would probably be, like, the easiest where I would think it would be the opposite. Like, he's, you got to go through seven managers or whatever, but the power of Mindbender, you know.
0: No, no, you nailed you nailed it. And honestly, I, I sometimes you ask super deep questions where I gush a lot of information. So jump in in the middle if you if you have anything to add for sure. Um, but no, it's just the uh, um, I've known Chuck D. He was my first rap concert I ever went to in 1991. Um, I interviewed him in the 90s. I, I've I've seen probably 12 or 13 Public Enemy concerts. I've interviewed him. Twice, actually, and um the SBU, this SBU album was distributed on Chuck's label in 97, so I've known Chuck D for a very long time as a friend, well, not, not like a, as a friend, like, just, you know, I'm not going to say, like, we, you know, he doesn't drink, but, like, I don't hang out with him, but we have a relationship is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and so when he came to Toronto, like, I've seen him, like, so many times, so when he came to Toronto this year with Be Real, uh, and maestro's doing an interview um chuck d was signing a book and i was just like hey chuck i got an album coming uh i got some guests on it um would you mind saying a couple words for the album he's like let's go immediately nice. Im- immediately he didn't say email me in two days he didn't say get at my manager he didn't i was standing in front of him he's like He's like, you got a recorder? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, and he man, just he gave he... it immediately. He was just like, uh, and this was after after he had signed my book. And he put, my bro always, mind bent. That's how he autographed the book. He wrote, my brother always. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you're calling me your brother. So he remembers appreciate really- appreciates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll really quickly add is, um, I was at the Million Man March with Chuck D in 1995, and he took me out for dinner there in Washington. When wow, so I got yeah, yeah, That's some so fucking history little, right there. <laughs> yes, yes. So we go back. So this is why, like, Chuck D will be like, bro, I got you automatically. I, I like, I'm not gonna ask you money for this. You're, you're hip hop. You've paid dues. You've supported Public Enemy for 25 years. Da 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 no problem and just did it and there are certain icons and legends and stuff that didn't make it or or it took a long time for things to come together or whatever i'm not going to out anybody but like Mm -hmm. i love all the people who did support and um yeah you know just relationships are weird and you're you're so right about interviews man it's so wild and weird who will give you what at what point in time and for what reason
1: yeah you never know and so and sometimes it's the people who I think wouldn't fuck with this like end up just being all about it in a way um yeah it's 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 an interesting journey as you know too with the uh, with just in general pursuing I don't know your just your passions and stuff it's it's so cool like how things can infinitely evolve and change and um even one thing I want to talk about too is your life as a porn actor I remember Last time we, I talked about this too. I, I used the word porn star, and you preferred the word porn actor. I wonder, I, is that still the same sentiment?
0: No, no, uh, you know You're why the star? Uh, yes, let's, let's go. There is, and I, I really thank you uh, because uh, I respected in the beginning. If if I was just a working, at, if I was say like, you know, like um. Uh, Stanley Tucci or, or fucking, what's his name? Fucking or John Malkovich or like, you know, like a good working actor that never won an Oscar. I would be like, Hey, I'm a movie actor. I'm a porn actor, but I like, I don't mean well, to be you got the award nerdy, but I've won, a, I've got an award. I've won two awards. I've been nominated about nine times and I've won two actual awards. So now I can officially say I'm a porn star instead of a porn actor. That's <laughs> amazing. This is a, it, It's a nerd. It's it's a nerdy, weird little distinction, but it's like a kind of like a level of respect and acknowledgement that I give to myself for like, this is what I've gotten from my peers in the industry. So now I can be like, I can't, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I can call myself a porn star because I've been recognized by the industry and my peers as a, outstanding contributor to porn in canada and it's really cool but yeah it's <laughs> yeah that's that's I, so yeah. that's
1: so amazing and you're like the only person i know who does this and even like it's a i i always like talk about you like when uh just in general like because you're you're just such like a, a unique human being and when i mentioned the porn side I think some people, when they hear like the term uh, male porn actor, they think of like, oh, this is going to be like some like sleazy guy or whatever. But you are the total opposite of and almost like it's interesting because even when I talk to you about women and stuff, it's almost you have like such like a high respect for them. And it's just I think even wasn't that award or one of the awards or a nomination was for like a feminist porn or did I read that right? Like a couple of years ago or.
0: Oh yeah. It's for the Toronto international F- uh, feminist porn awards. That's what I won for. for- yeah, it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I actually, the second award I won was for me dressing up. I dressed up as Harriet Tubman and Rosie the Riveter. Like I was tributing, <laughs> Uh, I, I got dressed up in makeup and pantyhose and whatever and, and did a tribute to very powerful women. I'm like, yo, I dressed up and I fucking like I was I, I did um Harriet Tubman and I, I didn't shoot a porn as Harriet Tubman. I put that at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> I made a tribute to some very, very powerful women. Did it did it did an honor roll thing and kind of explored my femininity a bit and then had some mind blowing fucking sex with a uh, hot ass, beautiful blonde oh yeah Um, so yeah so so shout out um yeah it's a fun life it's a really fun life dude and i really appreciate you acknowledging it it's um a lot of people don't don't acknowledge what i do they're like okay well you're not like a typical black you're, you're not like prince yashua or like you know like the typical male porn stars you know shout out to all of them though man like those are those are the homies shout
1: but, out to lexington but... steel
0: <laughs> shout out to lexington steel i emailed <laughs> he, him and he, no way he, he emailed me back dude <laughs> said, i emailed him when i started my career uh, i'll give you a little exclusive i almost called myself ll something like i almost called myself ll lovejoy because i wanted to do ll as in like ladies love that like cool jay Oh, yeah, but I wanted to be like, there. yeah, I wanted to do like a hip hop porn thing, and I almost called myself LL something, and I was gonna be Lexington Lovejoy something kind of thing. <laughs> but I emailed Lexington, and I was like, yo, yeah, man, like, yeah, I emailed him, and I was like, yo, I'm trying to get into porn, whatever, and I was thinking about like using your name as a as a tribute, and he was like, go for it if you'd like. He emailed me back, and was like, get into porn, go for a young man, like I support you, so. So it was really great. It was cool. kind of like I like I almost haven't gotten recognition. I mean, I've had a lot of moments, but I haven't had musical recognition from a lot of my heroes. So like, I've I've met Nas, I've talked to LP, I've you know I've met Talib Kweli and Mostaf and like so many rap heroes. I've met RZA and Meth and stuff. So they know me as Mindbender, the supporter of their music, but not too many times have I had them acknowledge my music and really respect it and rate it so so to have a porn star like respect my porn ambitions was special
1: yeah that's really interesting do you feel like sometimes um maybe in hip-hop too whether it's just the egos or whatever even though they might like respect your support they might not take the extra step to go and listen to what's your you have going on or even like, cause I think you're, you you're just like discography is like very special. It like captures a lot of uh, Toronto history and also like, you're just out there, like you're in the streets, you know, like, again, it goes to full circle of our conversation where you're just like in such an embodiment of hip hop and I don't understand why. Some of these guys might not take that extra step because maybe you're not on like a record li- or like a major record label or anything like that. Maybe I don't know what's going in their head where they see you, but they're not like taking that extra step to listen. If that makes any sense, you know, I mean, and I could be wrong too. I'm just kind of um, just riffing right now, but
0: no, I totally agree with you. And there's like, I'm going to give you a humble answer and then an egotistical answer. The humble (laughs) answer is, yeah, the humble answer is I'm not doing enough. I haven't sold enough. I haven't like shaken the right hands or I haven't been presented myself professionally enough, or I haven't gone through the right manager or booking agent or like higher industry protocol to bring me to those connections. That's a possibility for me. Maybe I'm just not conducting myself right. The egotistical answer is I'm actually dope as fuck. And those guys don't want to be threatened by bringing on somebody who could actually change the trajectory of of their movement. Because I'm not whack. And if you're like, yo, man, like this, I'm not nobody, man. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean... The last last way I'll say it is like rappers used to put on other rappers. EPMD put on Redman and Keith Murray and all like they bring rappers into the game. That's something that doesn't happen in hip hop anymore. Mm -hmm. Drake hasn't put, I love, I support Drake. Drake is the best thing to happen in Toronto ever for sure. But I doesn't mean people can't be constructively criticized in anything. I can be, anybody can be. So it's like, it's, this is not hate. This is, suggestions for a better music community but i think you know drake could put on some rappers you know he signed yeah. like four B singers but you know a, a party next door and such and such but like why hasn't he put on any toronto rappers why hasn't kanye put on more rappers that are actually dope like he's putting on subpar dudes like kid cuddy and pe- people who like aren't nearly as visionary as them so this is what i'm saying like some of these dudes are like eh, I don't wanna yeah. like co-sign somebody who might because the last time it happened in hip-hop history was when Jay-Z hooked up Kanye. And mm, yeah, Kanye on became a huge very scale, successful. Like yeah, and like it, it like it was like the best thing that happened for hip hop and the worst.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Kanye almost like what did you say his name now? I don't even think of music. I think of just all this other shit, like where it was the opposite. He used to be just like that—that that real like MC and stuff. It's it's kind of funny. Like uh, I didn't even realize my perspective switched like that until we're just like having this conversation. But uh, yeah, that's,
0: that's totally it. It's like six other things that come to mind before you're like, oh, does this guy? Does he have a new song out? You're like, no. Oh, his wife, his clothing line. Did, like, what, is he fighting? <laughs> is he fighting with jews again like what like, you <laughs> yeah. like, like who is he slander this time like what you know like what What? and it's like it, what the fuck the, the, is this guy a rapper or like or like a tmz headline generator
1: yeah definitely it's just like almost like the social media has turned into the new reality garbage trash tv and he's one of the main characters <laughs> and uh um, yeah yeah it's 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 interesting too uh i recently like listened to an interview with uh west side gun from buffalo and he kind of uh gave me like a lot of respect like i didn't really know much about him i'm just like listening to this interview where he is kind of um getting a little like progressive about like the art form of uh, of like hip-hop where he's gonna be on like a track with like m and Eminem, but on that same album he's putting up his buddy from like the block or whatever some name you never fucking heard of and just putting him on like a track and shit just because he's like yeah i grew up he, me and him we're like in the same neighborhood he's dope yeah let's do it and he's like really and he's like i don't care like people are paying attention right now and i feel like toronto needs something like that because not only you there's there's other names like i can go down a list of guys who've been um been really fucking grinding out here and still doing it like i could still go to a club and like maybe they're they're known here but just in this bubble and they're so good at what they fucking do you know and it's like yeah pe- people here will call them legends like yourself and like i don't want to start like naming a bunch of people but i got like a rolodex in my mind right now but it's just they haven't had that needed push or again like what you said like maybe haven't shook the right hand you know like it's such like a fucking like game or you could have all the skill set and stuff and people can still like uh not know what's going on or not be hip to your to your your music
0: i yeah you 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 know there's so you're so right and there's i've been watching music for decades you know 25 30 years there's so many things there's like it could be positive reasons it could be like trend reasons it could be label reasons like labels like you're a great artist but we're just not looking for that in the market right now maybe next summer kind of weird bullshit it could be like you're the perfect artist but you're not actually willing to like do something corrupt and suck that uh, suck that label uh anr's dick or like bend over for some other motherfucker who wants you to like sacrifice your integrity or your sexuality or something to like whatever it could be a variety of positive or negative reasons you you could like, so there's so many reasons why like great artists don't make it over time. And like, I don't know, man, it's Mm -hmm. like, for sure. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going until I'm just fucking dead. And hopefully like, I hope to live to see my artistry celebrated, but like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be Van Gogh. I don't want to be Van Gogh. Where I'm fucking like mm-hmm, broke yeah. my whole life, and then I die, and then and then, and then people, people are like, "Oh my appreciate. god, fucking yeah!" And yeah, they're like, "Oh my god, Mindbender was like one of the illest rappers of all time." And it's like fucking people are digging up old podcasts with you, and like, why is only five people actually paying attention to this dude? Like this dude put in twenty five years of original music. Like,
1: yeah, it's, so, it's I don't know, it's crazy how I don't know, like uh people aren't celebrated while they're here in certain ways Um, uh, not always but i find like i've noticed even like in some of my circles too it's just like again not to to drop any names it's like oh now we're celebrating this person's greatness because he's not here anymore and it's almost like it's 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 such like a weird thing where it almost goes back to that saying it's like you don't know what you have until it's gone um yeah. And and uh, I try to even like uh, as I'm getting older and having more losses in my life to try to like keep that close and more times than not tell people I love them, tell people I appreciate them, because I feel like sometimes you just think this is going to be around forever where life is very temporary and i'm i'm coming to even like it's something for some people i know not you i can talk to you about anything some people like don't want to like even like put that notion in their mind or talk about stuff like that but uh it's uh i don't know it's just like I'm, I'm just starting more than ever to like appreciate and celebrate the people around me who are good people like no matter what they do even beyond this art stuff we me and you do um just like fucking people who who are there for you like just every day working hard jobs and stuff like that and and yeah it's like you got to celebrate
0: everybody who's who's got good in their heart yeah sean i fucking love you for saying that i totally agree and that's the way i live man like there's like neighborhood people in my in my like i talk to my local Uh, houseless people, man, like people on the street, I give them money, I talk to them, they give me, like I see them, literally across from much music, I've seen Some of the biggest celebrities, but right across the street, there's some homeless people and I talk to them in the exact same level of respect. I don't give a fuck. I go to restaurants and I'm like, Hey, you're here. I used to work at restaurants. I worked like seven or eight food jobs. So like Mm -hmm. I always respect people at restaurants and whenever I go, I don't, I'm like, yeah, I do think I'm a motherfucking world-class rap superstar, but I also am like a humble down to earth citizen of Toronto that like will just say hi to a normal human being when i see them on the street like i don't think i'm bigger than anybody so like i'm so with you man like the regular people they're the ones who like really keep like today like just every single regular day like just keep it all going and don't yeah. fucking
1: they're don't like make the, the world worse they're like the fucking glue to our playground <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> straight up
0: it's Straight up, and you guys sometimes don't notice. Yeah, you don't notice them, but like, yo, man, when they're gone, like, oh my god, it's like just like you said. Like, I really try not to be that person, which is why all my hugs are really strong and my handshakes are strong. Like, I, 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 I try. Like, when I see people, I when I go to concerts, I try to see everybody I can. And like, I don't. There's some music I don't like. It's not like I love everything. That's just that would not be logical because there's some actually music that i don't like out there but if i like your music i will show up i will support i will listen and i'll fucking i will be a fan and i will show love and and like and yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't matter if i don't doesn't matter if you got 50 songs or 50 fans or 5 million like i try to be there from from the beginning and just show real love because yeah
1: it is so it's so yeah. genuine from you too again like i can't say that enough how much i appreciate that too and even i i remember uh at the pat stay event i haven't seen you in a couple of years and i saw you and like you said like your hugs are strong your handshakes i remember just getting a charge from you like just like <laughs> <I don't, laughs> oh, <that's laughs> it was just such like a genuine excitement <laughs> and even i want to go back to like uh the last battle rap event we were at the blackout one um and i remember yeah, just yeah. I think, was it Blackout or the past day? No, no, it was Blackout where you were like, uh, I'm like, yeah, so what's up, man? You're like, yeah, I'm here today. And then later on, I'm going to like a vampire orgy and i'm like that's the most mind bender day ever you're at a rap battle for like eight hours and then you're going to like this crazy orgy i was just like i couldn't i wish i had like a word like stronger than
0: yes to to say to you because that's that's how
1: i felt when you told me your your date last. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was my, that uh, that was a, yeah, I like some, I'm on, on the best of times. That's uh, I get to have those days where it's half hip hop or music and then half porn. And so, and like, I've, I've had quite a few days where it's like, all right, I'm doing some one dream and then I go right to the next dream in the same day. And it's mm-hmm. cool. That, that day was really amazing, but it was also a little unfortunate because I wanted to talk to Nino bless more. Um, nino bless was super cool and he came up to me and like was like yo man like he she was he, he said something really dope he goes yo Pat, they used to tell a lot of jokes about you and stuff and you, you have no idea that like you know the, the way like he used to respect you and i was like oh man that means the world to me thank-. and i'm like i didn't i didn't even know nino bless nino, I, like as a human but he's a He's like the fifth member of Slaughterhouse. He's this amazing slept on underground legendary MC and then he just comes up to me and drops his jewel on me and I was like, "Yo, this is sick." And like and but then yeah, I was like amazing. I couldn't I I'm saying this cuz I was like I I couldn't stick around. Blackout was like done at like 10:30 and I was like, "I can't stick around right now because if I don't get to the sex party, the vampire orgy immediately, like the doors are gonna close, and I'm like, yeah, the coffin like, will I'm be closed. Like, exactly, yeah. I, I I got a I got a blowjob in a coffin actually that day, uh, a, <laughs> yes. a coffin that had a hole in it. Uh, so that was one of the memories from that night. But like, it, it's like I couldn't have, I couldn't even get five more extra minutes of hip hop in my day because. I had porn time allotted and like, I couldn't take away from porn time. So hell yeah. Some That's days the, the best the problem started. to have
1: where you're just double booked like that, where you're just like, oh, my yeah. loves are coming in at once. And like an overload, it's man, you deserve that. I wish that was every day, but I know like, uh, as we talk about. On it.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> working on it to be an everyday thing, man. I'm I, I'm closer than ever, but uh, yeah, I want it. To, I want it to be my reality every single day
1: yeah and uh kind of uh to go back a big shout out to Nino too i haven't had a good conversation with him because i was always like in work mode but uh yeah i've just heard like so many things from you and even like a new photographer girl i met there and like there's like a bunch of like people and like just how orchestrated he, he was of like just these last couple events too so i just want to give uh give him his flowers and hopefully have a good chat with him someday <laughs> but uh yeah, but yeah, yeah even does. like to go to like Pat loved you, man. And like there yeah. was fucking like I hear this one story. I-, I wasn't there, but he was like in the the elevator with like a lot of like the serious like New Yorker like rappers or whatever, the fucking like uh battle rappers. And you know how like sometimes that energy is just like I don't know, it's like intense or whatever. And apparently, like he was like in an elevator. And was like, hey, have you guys seen Mindbender's dick in like just like trying to break <laughs> the ice and like maybe, probably pulled up your Twitter or something <laughs> and just like purposely trying to like make everybody uncomfortable? Was like, look at this thing,
0: like <laughs> like, and that was like so Pat it went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, my <laughs> young Pat. I love I love Pat so much, man. Pat was <laughs> the great the greatest battle rapper of all time and i think pat would i wanted to say this in a couple places and like i don't know i don't know how if it's a played out conversation or not but i sincerely feel it i think pat would beat eminem pat has beat pat has beat fucking disaster i think pat has Essentially proven that he is the greatest battle rapper of all time, but I think like that's in 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 the leagues. In, in, you know, people got opinions, or whatever. But this is my opinion, and I think that Pat State could take out Eminem, like yeah. as far as fucking everything goes. And I think I think even Eminem knows that man. I think Eminem. Yeah. Knows. It was really there's, nice there's to a see. The reason Eminem. why those guys Eminem. are <laughs>
1: stepping in the ring with a guy like Pat, you know, like it's it's Pat's greatness. It at Battle Rap was undeniable, and it was fucking scary. Like I couldn't imagine standing across from that and being like, I have to go to war now. You got to be on that same level, which is like a fucking battle god you know like it's like the peak, of, you know, peak bat, bat. of skill
0: peak of skill and like disaster is one of the scariest lyricists in all of rhyme like his rhymes are fucking brrr, guns slaughter murder syllable death fucking overload like like mm-hmm. big pun on fucking super crack times scarface but like disaster and some of those guys are like It's all war. But for me, Bat's day was like war and peace. He would destroy you. He's like, I can be super lyrical. I can fucking destroy you with like verbal combat for sure. And physically, I am not no fucking slouch either. You will not be thinking that I am no weak little dude talking shit. I could back it up if this ever comes down to that. Because, you know, there's a little degree of like, how real are your words in this battle rap shit? But but then it's like Pat could also be like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking walk into a room of enemies and make them all love me by the end of this. You guys will all fucking realize I will kill you or I will love you or I'll fuck you or I will kiss you or I will make you laugh <laughs> and I can do all of this <laughs> and and yeah. I will not lose my I will not lose my masculinity or my humanity or my power and and I'm gonna win, and I'm better than everybody.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I just,
0: power. I, 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 I just, I don't watch battle rap. I mean, I still watch battle rap, but I don't. It's not the same to me. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not the same. It's, yeah, I think he's the greatest that will ever have done it, and yeah, so yeah, but anyway, it's so I, true.
1: Yeah, and even like he just kind of has the power to uh, conduct the vibe of any room he steps in, whether it's a battle or just casually he used to like as a joke like uh try to make all the production guys like all uncomfortable and stuff and he he ended up stopping with me because i just start laughing and he's like oh he's on he's on to me so then he'd like go to like somebody else but there was like uh uh my my boy uh joe cash uh, there was one day he was just like one of the hotels like i think he was like talking to like thesaurus or something and he was like up on, like, another level, like a step or something. And Pat actually, like, snuck around like a child, like, crawling, tied his shoelaces together, and when Joe noticed, he's like... Bro, I'm not even mad. I'm fucking impressed that he, like such a, a big like seven foot monster like just his energy was like like in the way he would joke around was like such like a kid like a bully in a schoolyard like just very juvenile. Yeah. but oh man, yeah, love him to death and everything.
0: But that's the thing. It's like the bully that you love, man. Like yeah, it, it's yeah. just yeah, like heart of heart of gold, man. Like I, I I've cried so many times watching some uh, some some pat stuff i'm just like jesus fucking christ man what a what And i I, I, you know we could go on forever but like i I don't want to go on too long but i do i do want to say that like i really really mean it like pat state was sincerely one of the greatest human beings i've met in all of my hip-hop every room i've ever been in in my entire hip-hop life he was one of the greatest rhymers in the right, and like as far as hip hop talent, and then like humans outside of it, heart of fucking gold, man. And there's a lot of my rap heroes who aren't good humans, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. too many of them that. So like, I just gotta really end on that note. I love, I love his humanity, and he was like, I'm, I'm a fucking king. I'm a god. I'm a fucking man. And I could still fucking talk about Mindbender's dick and do fucking queer ass compliment battles and talk and talk yeah, about and Nobody's gonna say dude.
1: anything because I'm seven foot feet tall and I'll beat the shit out of you. Like, just didn't
0: care. Yeah, but even if it was, it you, was such you, as you a yeah. You don't know if I'm joking or not, and that's the best part about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just doing it to like entertain himself. Are you gay so or not? Good. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's such a special energy and like, one of a kind. And again, like to just go back to you, you are one of those energies to me in in your own way. It's a, it is a one of a kind thing. And it's always just, uh, I don't know, the word I'm thinking of is just like, it's just like a vibrant soul of, of what you do again, like so genuine and uh, you show love to everybody. You, you fucking come out to like these events too. Even you said you, you didn't watch battle rap much anymore, but you're still coming to these moments of Toronto history and like uh, picking and choosing like these important places where, Hey, I got, I gotta be here for, for the city, for hip hop and everything. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, it's it's just so cool and like I, I got so happy uh, seeing you release this album over this year too and also seeing such like a big body of work and even uh, going to the name The King of Queen Street to seeing that is just like yeah that's the perfect name because every time I bumped into you like unexpectedly it was always like just walking down Queen Street or whatever because that's your grounds and everything.
0: It, that's real, man. And and I, I didn't even, I come up with a, most of my album titles, but I was given that album title and given that name by the people. Like there was a shout out to Lucius, formerly of Tom Mason. Um, I was walking with him right by Java house one time. And we were walking from Spadina and Queen to Java house, which is about two or three blocks. And he was trying to tell me a story and we got interrupted about five times by different people women hip-hop dude and he's like yo dude i can't even tell you a story you're like the king of queen street man like (laughs) it's so true interrupted by people on a and i was like shit man thanks and he's like yo man you should do a project and i was like yeah that's that's a good name for a project Uh, but like multiple people have called me the king of queen street uh, in various ways and and yeah i mean i've been around here for 12 years and there's not much other hip-hop people that live downtown like um but yeah like i i love Toronto and Queen Street, and it's the album, except for Chuck D and Ernie Panicoli, shout out to those two homies, uh, every single other person is from Toronto on the album. Uh, it's 98%. Create, and, and this is like graphic designers uh, you know album cover designer the 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 all the clothing that i wear on the album cover bought on queen street we took the uh, we took the album cover on queen street every producer every mc every guest from toronto so this is a toronto album for toronto by toronto called queen like king and queen street so like there's a song called Speaker's Corner like it's like yeah that, it's, I, I it's, re- it's I re-
1: that's such like a standout title that's so perfect you know it's just like as a whole concept and and yeah if, uh people are like listening to this and hearing this for the first time you can find it like on Spotify other platforms is it on Bandcamp as well if somebody wants to like throw you a couple bucks and it,
0: it is on Bandcamp I'll be um I've kind of been a little slow on the band camp you can get some of the album there i will finish uploading it there um just i've been going through some weird stuff as far as the promo but it is on the main platform spotify youtube apple um and yeah yeah i I gotta we gotta do some new stuff there will be a new video coming slowly but surely but we're working on a second video but you do uh you can find the love that love produced video out on youtube produced by tough dumpling and uh that was fun and yeah i, I will be picking it up actually november 11th is is the next show november 11th at the black space 1188 queen street west is where i'll be performing uh with mika and with the rickshaw and some djs and
1: that'll be yeah. my
0: first show at, after the album release party. so oh man this, that's that's exciting this was the album release party that, Oh, we did in, in, in july so nice yeah. nice this is yeah this is for the love that love pretty
1: yeah right right after uh, we shut this off i get to check my calendar hope i'm not working on the 11th if i'm not i am there man that's fucking sick thanks for sharing that info and uh even if uh i am scheduled that day i'll I'll be sure to keep sharing uh that date too for other people because man we, we gotta fucking celebrate you man <laughs> like this is like you've been putting in like you overpaid your dues in a way uh, when I when I uh, think of like your <laughs> like journey, that. you know. But I like but, that. But uh, at at the same time, uh, you're a unique person, and on this unique journey. And one thing, uh, when uh, I knew coming into this, I could ask you a million questions. But one thing I just kind of got down as a note to, and um, I should have asked this when we were talking about the porn life. I kind of wanted to know. The difference of the business side uh or comparison to music and porn is it similar or is it like drastically like things move differently or whatever like because i i find like whether you're a musician or a porn star like you're still like this artist you know it's like it's your name on the bill or whatever does it get treated the same way in in each circle
0: uh you know i'll tell you society doesn't see it the same way but as a person that like i've been doing porn for 10 years and i've been doing hip-hop for 25 years so like i'm a i'm a functional like practitioner of each of them and -hmm. i can tell you Making it and like collaborating with people and producing porn and producing hip hop is very parallel, very parallel. The industries are parallel with like some big names, whether it's Universal Records or Interscope. That's like that's like Pornhub. And it's just like there's like a big name that kind of runs the show. And then there's all these independent little companies that are all doing little indie stuff with their things and the indie labels are basically like indie porn companies. like you know, mm. So That's that, that parallel is the same. And then it's also when it came now in this era, in the 2020s, it's way more like independent music because you can just produce on your phone. The same way that we used to have four tracks and, you know, like a little home digital recorders, if you got a phone or – a little like handy cam, you could just produce your own porn and put it on the internet you don't need to go to a major company major label major porn distributor anymore so there are a lot of parallels and the only thing that one of the main parallels is that that is not the same is you can't <laughs> technically like, on paper you're not supposed to be like porn people you're not supposed to be able to make porn with people who have mental health issues mm. or who are you know like if they show up to set drunk, like drunk as fuck or coked out as fuck it's probably smart to not shoot a porn with that person because one it's creepy and fucking consent blurring and you know consent violating which is illegal and fucked up but like two you like you'll have it on camera that you're like ha- having sex with somebody who is, you know, they're like, you know, even you know, when you see somebody and you're like, yo, her eyes are rolling back. What the fuck is going on there? Hey, she's like, what, you know, like it's yeah, not yeah. a good look. It's illegal. I I'm love saying that, that this to is saying a like- rule.
1: like I didn't,
0: know anything about this but yeah like, yeah it, it makes it
1: makes sense but at the same time i love how that's set in stone that's that's fucking awesome
0: yeah yeah like any reputable porn company that wants to like stay in business and not want to be called out or canceled or fucking shut down of the industry like you know people do illegal shit and like get away with it as long as they can word the fucking donald trump but like <laughs> you know like in porn you can't you, you like With all those Netflix documentaries and stuff, it's like those dudes in Florida, they'll be like every summer, they try to exploit a new bunch of girls and stuff. There's always every summer, there's always a new group of 18 year old girls out there looking to shoot porn. So some dudes can like, hey, how many girls? do you get to exploit and manipulate before somebody catches you and shuts you down and the word spreads that you're a fucking creep and that, Hey, don't shoot with this guy. Maybe 10, 20, 30 girls, whatever. Some people are shot for many years and they're still doing creepy shit. But like I'm saying all that to say, like porn has a level of morality that doesn't quite compute in music (laughs) like you can music you can you can be a rapist you can be a fucking like you know not on record but like people who've sold crack and sold drug gone out of jail like you can come you can do anything and be in the music industry is what i'm saying like mobsters like real criminals are like yo music is our side hustle and we're gonna invest we're gonna wash our money through music and we're gonna get away with it
1: (laughs) yeah and yeah that's that's the recording process too they can be all fucked up and have mental illnesses and and even like it's funny i heard like in their interview with corn in uh the band and uh, me and my buddy were always like saying since we were like teenagers it's like oh why don't they make like music like their first three albums and stuff and like fucking like handful of years ago they were talking about their first three albums and they're like yeah we were on meth like we were smoking <laughs> yeah. meth and making music <laughs> and that's why nothing sounds like that
0: <laughs> it's fucking like just
1: exactly. lawless <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> exactly that exactly that which is <laughs> that's lovely that's corn that's what the corn people are i love to hear i love fucking music mythology because this this is why eminem in 2023 sounds very different than eminem in 1999 Mm
1: -hmm. and like
0: eminem is a way the things he would say the things he would talk about like on my surgery i just had oxycontins and uh and and perks for the first time in my life because of my pain recently so I'm like, yo, now I know these old Eminem songs on a different level. Yeah, he's you just about. start like,
1: listening to that now. It's just like I get it, man. Like,
0: like <laughs> oh, shit, I get it. Exactly. And it's like Eminem now is like when he talks about weed, he's like, I'm I'm referencing Snoop Dogg, like I don't smoke weed, I don't drink, I don't, I don't do pills. Eminem is a sober father now. So like I'm saying all that to say, like you you're so right. Like you can you can make music fucked up as hell, and like drunk and whatever and whatever whatever and if the music comes out and it sounds good like nobody really will say shit but you can't you really can't do it in porn um and you know I'm not just going to say that people don't do porn and and they're not drunk or like coked up or whatever but like it's probably more controlled in their own environments and shit and like and and, and like you know I can't say if somebody's like does a fucking pile of coke and then goes and does chatterbait like yeah, <laughs> like that girl's so- it's just
1: a Friday night, you
0: know? <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever <This> shit happens. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. They're there uh, long story short. Yeah, there are there are more parallels than people know between porn and music, and it's fun to discover them.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. Like, thanks for breaking that down for me. I'm just so fascinated. <laughs> I'm always like, I think this is why I do like these type of interviews I just like the behind the scenes layers of shit and even like uh I grew up being like a much music kid and I loved when like they, they'd stop the music and start doing interviews and stuff I was just so in tune with that and it's just it's always cool like to hear like deep dives and cuz I don't know there's just something stimulating my brain and yeah thanks for teaching me about uh some some business stuff in the porn industry cuz I'm totally
0: disconnected with that and everything and um <laughs> no problem man i mean i i want to evolve it and i want to be an example of of good healthy sexuality and and porn and passion and respect for women and respect for human beings and and just evolution there's there's two things i do want to say like i do believe that sexual rights are the civil rights movement of the 21st century like i really do believe that it's a it's a Could be a controversial statement to some, could be a weird statement to some, but I do believe that if we're all able to express our sexual identities, then we live in a truly free world. And there's still tons of people who cannot speak their truth. And like, Mm -hmm. we haven't, you know, we haven't, like in some ways, like we haven't evolved past 1967 when it was illegal to be homosexual. Like some people still kind of live in that kind of oppression and, modern updated shitty way so so yeah, yeah i just i, I just trying to do my best to help liberate the world and to help teach people more loving smarter ways and yeah my website's malcolmlovejoy.com just to make sure
1: yeah, but yeah totally man yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that's that's the path I'm, I'm on this path for it's a good life man even though i kind of had a shitty week i i i had an amazing year it's been mostly a great year a lot of good sex best album of my life and uh yeah. 2024 is i'm gonna i'm gonna cash in on uh on those overpaid dues
1: <laughs> yes now's the time man now's the time and uh yeah i hope uh with everything like going on right now with uh your recovery like uh your surgery and all that uh that uh everything goes smooth and it's it's again like you're such like a ray of light because even though like I could tell from your words that you're having a rough time right now. You're still like, you're bringing that mind bender energy that I always know, you know, it's, uh, it's almost again, like not a, I can't even like, uh, explain the feeling. It's just the, the vibe you bring. It's its own unique thing. And, uh, yeah, you're just such a fucking gem and, uh, yeah, I usually like to keep these things around an hour and, um, just Damn before it. we go, I just, I just want to, um, almost just pay my respects to your brother as well, To I know he's, like, a big part of of your your music history, life history. Uh, Obviously, like, he's your twin and everything, and uh, you guys got some albums in the past, and um, even one thing that really stuck with me um, when I saw you for the first time since his passing, uh, I gave you my condolences, and you said, man, he's with me. Like, he's with me. He's, like, almost, like, his his spirits kind of coming with you on your journeys and stuff like that and uh is there anything you 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 kind of want to like elaborate on that or just kind of uh show some love for it to conspiracy before we take off
0: uh yeah man uh i really thank you for acknowledging him and being who you are about it um uh he he did uh he did his King of the Dot battle and like, he was really, he liked King of the Dot. And like he, I was, I did my King of the Dot battle against Mr. Conspiracy in honor of my brother. And like, you know, seeing, I wasn't there when my brother battled Josh Fisher, but like my, my brother was, he, he loved battle rap. He, he really, he loved hip hop more than me. Like he, he, he was one of the few people that could just, eclipse me and like what he had in the, in the eclipse is, a, is kind of the accurate word because his his darkness was it was real and and uh yeah he he is with me and um yeah i just got to kind of take him in and uh just have the next chapter of my life as in like the rest of my entire life be an honoring of of um, what he taught me and what what he, he you know what he brought and and everything that because like uh I will say man like something I don't even really want to say it but I was something something in this week that's been shitty happened to me involving uh, my brother um I can't not him personally but kind of his situation and mm-hmm. uh that's all I can really say and uh okay. and it just reminded me how there's no You need darkness man like there's no all the light that I have and all my positivity hasn't gotten me as far as as I wanted to and like just being nice doesn't doesn't get you everything in this world like pick pick whether it's fucking Jesus or it's Martin Luther King or fucking or just a pretty girl walking down the street who gets fucking harassed or whatever like you can't always be nice so (laughs) that's part of the biggest lesson of of what i'm taking with my brother's passing because he he struggled in some ways and um and i know that there is sadness in him being gone but there's also peace in him not hearing the schizophrenic voices that he heard when mm-hmm. he was here so he so there's there's like bittersweet everything i um, i've been saying that it's everything um there is beauty and horror in death and um yeah so it's kind of like the pat stay situation kind of like the old dirty bastard situation kind of like mf doom just you know people who pass on unexpectedly you're like fuck you're like yeah you gotta appreciate the art they left you with and the moments they left you with and the the lessons they left you with and then you gotta carry their memories with you and and yeah, yeah like um yeah, my brother. It, it's if there people are going to see a new version of Mindbender. It's going to be a little darker, but it's also going to be a little brighter. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think I could probably end there. But um, I want to do one quick thing. Yeah, no problem. I just want to like I've been finding all these dope pictures of him. Oh, cool! Actually, I'll show this to you because this is if you can. Oh, I've nice! Been, I've been friends. With, I've been friends with Nameless for yeah i fucking love nameless
1: shout out that's a really good picture that's that's got to be from like 10
0: years ago right or something like that oh no it's probably from 20 years ago uh probably 15 years ago okay this is probably 2004
1: 2003 oh wow cool i didn't know you guys went back that far that's amazing
0: Uh yeah yeah nameless is is like a brother to me for sure but i just wanted to give a shout out to my my twin bro conspiracy hell yeah yeah man he's uh yeah man he's still he's still with me it's just uh just i just can't pass him the split but he's 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 here with me uh, yeah yeah all these yeah man thanks for letting me talk about it sean you're uh your your heart is is also one of a kind, gold man. I've I've met a lot of. I also got to talk. Like I really want to end. Like, as far as journalism goes, and and hip hop, because the way I see hip hop is, you know, telling either your story or your community story or your neighborhood story or your family or your your career or whatever. And there's been a lot of change over the years, and there's a lot of fuckery and lies and fake news in the actual sense before the term was fucking turned into bullshit but like people who don't have the integrity of telling the truth and 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 asking good questions in not in some fucking like witch hunt way but in yeah, a curiosity way. type of thing, you know? no no clickbait no bullshit yeah. just like hey i care about you and i'd love for people to know and you have always done that in multiple levels and in multiple industries and i really cherish you as a real person in the media who doesn't do this for fucking fame or bullshit man you do this for knowledge and connection so i I love you for that man
1: thank you so much for for seeing that um yeah just very long story short i think people assume because i do an interview show have a podcast getting bigger guests that i want to do this for like a selfish reason or whatever and maybe give me some advice with algorithms like YouTube, like clickbait stuff, like almost, but I feel like that would just ruin the whole integrity and soul of the reason why I started doing this. And uh, you've been there since I started doing this, you've been there since I moved to Toronto, and uh, I gotta thank you as well for almost being the example of just reassuring me it's fucking cool to follow your genuine true passions and when you do that um, life rewards you in many ways and many unexpected ways and will take you on some beautiful adventures which I have been on since meeting you at the studio a couple days following you with a camera ended up with King of the Dot you know like with them over the years I flew the L. A. 8 like I got so many like different stories and even like that in like other ways too of just uh, taking that spirit and going into different projects too. So I thank you. I love you forever, man. And uh, yeah, we, you're, you're welcome to do this with me anytime, man. You're like, you're part of this. You are the creative and balance, you know?
0: Oh, uh, thank you so much, man! Uh, it's an honor. I you're one of my favorite interviewers, man. You, all, I, we always, it's always, <laughs> we always just run out of time, man. I'm like, I love your questions. I tell you anything, yeah. man. And it's just like it's always just oh man, like it's it's just always a wonderful conversation where you make me gush, and I'm like oh, back at you, yeah. So 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 yeah, we'll do this again so, sooner
1: than later, too. And even uh yeah, once you're feeling better, let me know if you want to hang, man. It'd be cool to just like fucking spend the day, grab a coffee or whatever, and just uh chat about uh life and what we usually do, you know.
0: You yeah, yo, yeah, I would love that, man. Yeah, Sean, I all of that. And yo, I I'm not gonna talk to you pr- I mean for, for the rest of the year it's almost done. shout out to everybody. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy <laughs> Halloween, and all that shit, but 2024 is going to be the best mind bender year of all time. I'm dedicating it to the King of Queen Street, Conspiracy, Supreme Being Unit, Toronto Hip Hop, and all the people I love. And I look forward to giving you another porn rap adventure update.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, you're the best. Thank you so much, man. I hope you have a fucking awesome day,
0: brother. Talk to you soon, eh? Um, This, this is the best part of my day, man. But yeah. I love you Sean and I'll talk to y'all soon man. Everyone yeah. peace. Mindbender love loves you. More, dude.
1: Boom, thank you so much once again for your love and energy, Mindbender. Definitely one of the greatest people I have ever met in my fucking life. Like we mentioned, The King of Queen Street, you can find that everywhere. We're going to have links in the description wherever you're listening to this. Whether it's on the Spotify, the YouTubes, all that. If you're on the YouTube, give us a little sub. We're 100 people away from monetizing this bitch. And every cent can help. (laughs) You know I do this for the love, but but we're trying to make it better. And speaking of people who are helping making it better, I got to give love and thanks to all you legends on our Patreon page. First up my boy Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into technology, electronics, how they work, and most importantly how to fix them, Go check out Testing with Mike on YouTube. Also a shout out to the lovely Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Not only is she the host of Top 10 Nerd, speaks to millions of YouTube subscribers. She's got her very own YouTube channel. If you type in Amanda McKnight, you can find it. And it's definitely for you if you're into comic books, video games, movies, and all things nerdy. That's Amanda McKnight on YouTube. And another shout out to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legend Devin McBride, my favorite soul singer, Sabre, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you want to support the show and get a shout out at the end of every episode and also get these episodes early, raw, and uncut, right when I'm done the Zoom call, I just post them. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and beyond having my thanks, You can just go to bed at night, sleep soundly, knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw, uncut, independent media. And nobody can take that away from you. You hear me? With that being said, we got some amazing episodes around the corner. The actor strike is over. Uh, We had some things locked in and due to the strike, they had to be derailed some dream conversations of mine we're gonna find out if those opportunities are still there but uh yeah keep in the loop and we'll have more awesome talks coming your way